name is Chelsea Pope, and she's so dope. She washes her mouth with scope to keep it clean. Chelsea Pope's on the show. That's all you got to know. Folks, welcome to Florida Versus. A dedic- uh, uh, that's today's uh, song. It's all about my guest today on Florida Versus. The pride of Rancho Cucamonga. The one and only Chelsea Pope. Chelsea, how's it going? It's going good. I'm so I'm so delighted by that little jam. I've never had a, a song about me. Like, Get out of town. Yes, oh, you I, have. I did. I did. You got out of that town. You got out of Rancho Cucamonga. Well, thanks. Uh, I like to keep it light and, uh, you know, a little, little song off the top here. So, Chelsea, what people need to know about you is uh, you're an incredibly talented and funny uh character performer and writer producer uh <laughs> you're all over los angeles uh and yeah, yeah i mean that's we, so nice yeah <laughs> well, well we'll talk about more about like oh, yeah. you know, about you and like personal experience and stuff but um uh what i like to do up top with any of my guests is we like to do the plugs up top like uh wayne rooney or brian Erlacher. uh so is there anything you want to plug or anything that we can uh, draw the audience to online or otherwise? I mean, I don't know. Just, you can follow my, all my, my socials, you know, uh, that's always, that, that, that's always helpful. Like uh, at Chelsea, the Pope on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I have the same handle on TikTok, but I couldn't log into that account. So I made a new one. That's Chelsea underscore Pope where all the okay. goods are. Chelsea the Pope has like weird ones of me in my bed with my cat from like over a year ago. <laughs> oh. I, can't, I, can't, I can't log in. I don't know what happened. It got weird. You were uh, an early adapter to TikTok over a year ago, huh? Yeah, you know, the thing is I was, I was kind of into it then and then like I stopped after like two dumb little TikToks and then, uh, and then quarantine, you know, kind of like a flood of comedy people went on and I'm one of them and... Yeah. Uh, it took me it took me a minute to sort of find my stride on there, but like now I feel like I'm making some some fun stuff. You know, it's hit and miss, but that's sure. that's part of that. That's part of it. I'm trying not to take what I make too seriously, or I get I get butt hurt. You know, so dude, that's what's up. I mean, the thing that I would say about you is that you know I've seen you. You've performed it at the Groundlings, and you're part of the Sunday Co. Correct? For show. Sunday Co for show. Sunday Co for show. And I've also seen you perform uh, at the clubhouse and indie uh, uh, stage and then the pack, which is kind of like an indie-ish stage. So you're non-discriminative discriminative when it comes to uh, performing comedy, but now it's just all online. So, you know. I know, right? It's kind of like, man, we, we hustled in the live scene and now it's obsolete. Don't we all feel like fools? <laughs> yeah, what were we yeah. investing all that time doing it live? Um, what a freaking waste, man. <laughs> if I could say anything, I'd say that your characters are so fun and so... Uh, I know this is kind of a... I don't know if this is a word that most schools would put people towards, but like very inventive. It's like, uh, oh, like, oh, like you're you know, like, you know, like one character that you have that you recently did was um, the Jeopardy woman. Oh, yeah. In the Jeopardy band. What, what was that instrument they were playing? A uh, timpani. It's just the, you know, like the jing at the end of the song, there's always the boom, boom. And I wrote that as like a half idea on my iPhone. And then it's always the stuff that you like, 
think about the least, right? That people like go like that are like so people are so stoked on it, right? So like yeah. I put that one up and I expected like no traction from that. So I was just I was at a point on TikTok. I remember specifically that day I was just like I had my coffee and I was like okay, Chelsea, you have to suck it up and try to make more online content. Let's just freaking do this. Okay, let's pop out this, this timpani thing. And then once I uploaded that, I was like, well, okay, now let's do the one that I was really planning to work on, which was the, the shitty waiter thing. You know? and so then <laughs> right. by the time I, I, as I was uploading that one, I, like the timpani one was taking off because the algorithm for TikTok as a whole, it's just, it's so much fun. Oh, and, um, <laughs> uh, and so when I saw that, I was like, oh, wait, 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 hold, 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 hold. Uh, let's just, I'll just hands off. But I mean, it's, yeah. I'm still figuring out what works and what doesn't, you know, like what, what, strange time but breaking that balance of what what i think is funny which sometimes the gap between what i think is funny and what other people think is funny feels like huge and i'm glad that i'm glad the timpani thing hit so thanks and you know what you know this is this may be a challenging question to ask um a character performer improviser character writer like you and it might be a little easier to ask a, a stand-up uh and this is kind of like what has birthed this podcast is like me embracing you know the crazy florida-ness and like sharing those stories and sharing my past and being not necessarily one-dimensional but like that guy it's like oh yeah we're gonna you know listen to peter's podcast he's you know he's that guy from florida oh okay i know <laughs> what to expect but would you say you know when you talk about the things that you find funny what necessarily are those things as a you know as a uh, talented performer coming out of rancho cucamonga oh man you just keep you keep gassing me up man dude uh, oh man you're the best you're the best dude anytime i've seen you like backstage anytime we want to build together i'm like dude she's gonna do something super fun we're so nice i don't i mean you know we're all our own worst critics so like i, yeah. I definitely don't feel that way about I mean we're also like simultaneously always looking up at like the goal trajectory whatever so we're looking at yeah. we're always looking at the people and the stuff on the next plateau so it's like you know so I, I don't know you're, you're being true. very nice and I I I that doesn't go unappreciated <laughs> no but I, it's like I, I hope I've expressed it at backstage when we were at green rooms oh, yeah. and stuff like that too uh but oh, yeah, yeah what is what would you say I don't know, this is a term that gets thrown around a lot, like your brand or like, what's your voice oh, or what yeah, do you yeah, find yeah. funny? Like, what, what is my that? thing is, yeah. um, you know, that's interesting because I'm still, again, I'm still like figuring that out, I guess. And yeah. that's part of what I've kind of enjoyed about TikTok to an extent. Like, I've never really thought of myself as like an impressionist, but I just started showing, because I've always been doing little like bits of voices. Now I'm actually trying to take that a little more seriously. Mm -hmm. um, and... I think I, you know, I remember like when I was in junior college doing theater, there was like this one guy who was a pretty big dick and oh, I, I hope it's okay if I'm cursing. Yeah, <laughs> fucking whatever. Who cares? Okay, shit. <laughs> shit. Uh, oh, no, dude, it's going to be hard. This one's going to be punk rock. I know, right? Punk rock this episode. Rated R for, <laughs> for swearing. Um, he, there was this guy I did theater with and like, he, I just remember him, like, I heard that he, like, talked shit about me and said, like, oh, she's not even funny. She's just all face. She's just all face. That's all she has is face. And then, <laughs> like, I, I feel like maybe that 
is kind of a strength in a way. Like I used to feel really bad about my face. I used to feel really bad about my mouth. And then the timpani thing hit and I was like, oh, I guess maybe, you know, it could be a strength in a way or something. I think, I think part of that is, is what's helped me at Groundlings. Cause I've definitely really struggled in um, all of the comedic institutions. I, you know, I feel like I, there's a certain point where I feel like I'm, I'm, I get a little frustrated with what, like, I feel like I'm throwing so much spaghetti against the wall and like, I can't, you know, like, I'm just, I'm, I'm like, I'm looking yeah. too hard at a Monet when I need to step back, you know? Yeah, I think that's yeah. what, that's what, that's been my experience too. And kind of what I see looking at all these schools is, you know, people that are trying to get on, they'll throw everything against the wall. You know, this is my best work. This is, you know, is this something, is this anything? And they'll, you know, if you take, if they take to you, then they'll, you know, help work with you. But if they don't take to you, they're like, ah, well, you know, it's not worth the effort or it's like, we want to, we wanted something more specific, you know? So that's, that's, that's a frustration I think shared by a lot of performers, especially people, um, you know, who, as they should consider themselves artists and like, Hey, this is my expression. And it's so, it's so hard to get along or to get on any real stage um, anymore. But like, even before COVID, like it's hard to, you know, to get into a place like that, especially for like character actors and yeah. uh, people yeah. doing impressions and, and characters and sketch sketch work. And it, it's tough. It's a struggle, but, but I think sure. you're really great at it. And really uh, so Thanks. I mean, I mean, you know, I bet like I totally said, like further answer your question though. Like I'm still asking myself that all the time, like what the, what the brand is, you know, cause there's a part of me that's like, well, I want to be relatable, but I don't want to be like quotidian. I don't want to be like kind of the same thing as everybody, you know, cause, right. cause uh, uh, then you kind of get lost in the shuffle. But yeah. Like it's it certainly during my first, my first, six months in Sunday or mm-hmm. first four before we, before COVID got yeah. us on lockdown or whatever. Uh, I, I remember just like, like a month or two in, I was, I was, I was feeling, I was feeling pretty sore because I felt like, I felt like pretty much everybody else had a thing, you know, like that they had a strength and they were aware of it and mm-hmm. they could access that. And it really resonated with the audience. Whereas I feel like I was, like I remember my, I remember our director, Lisa Sherga, who's so awesome and kind. Like she, she was like, I love that you're trying so many things, but, but to me, it kind of was <laughs> like, and to me, like, you know, I was hearing like, you know, you, you, nothing's clicking. Like, so. Well, it's, it's a testament that you've reached this really challenging level to get to Sunday company is a, re- a real challenge. And uh, those people that are, are on it are definitely talented and for you to be you know still on this journey of uh discovering your niche or like what your yeah. you know corner of the art world is that's 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 incredibly encouraging to hear and i, I hope uh, i hope all the listeners appreciate that that you can oh, be nice. successful still while uh, you know searching for your footing yeah. so Speaking of footing, you live in Los Angeles now, but that wasn't always the case. You're from Rancho Cucamonga, the pride of Rancho. Rancho Cucamonga sounds like um, it sounds like a made up place that like Bugs Bunny went to at one point. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, like it, it's uh, I mean, it's a very cartoony name, you know. 
what's it what's it like like what's it like in rancho God, you know, it's funny because it's like I've I've kind of joked before that like sort of the most interesting about Rancho, most interesting thing about Rancho Cucamonga is the name, and beyond <laughs> that, yeah. it's just a very, it's just it's a commuter town. It's suburbs. Okay. Um, they used to have vineyards, and they all dried up, and they turned into strip malls, and then those strip malls kind of started getting dilapidated because then the Victoria Gardens, which is like the little little the little sister of the Americana was made, you know, so the Rancho Cucamonga equivalent of the Americana in Glendale is, is oh, wow. Mall, where, they, where they're playing like the Ella Fitzgerald and there's a fountain while you go to <laughs> Urban Outfitters and, and eat, you know. Yeah, so of course. All those things. Yeah. Pizza, California pizza kitchen. It, it literally. Yeah. I remember yeah, applying there and that was like, that was one of the nicest places like restaurant wise that you could work at in Rancho Cucamonga was CPK. And I was Ooh. like, I was devastated when I I made it through the second round because there were three rounds of 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 interviews Whoa. just to get a hosting job at CPK. What? I know, I know. And I and as I was like waiting to hear about like a stage, um, <laughs> they had a turnover in the general management, and then they were like, mm, yeah, you know. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So, well, baby. <laughs> Yeah, I always I always thought of CPK as one of those places like like in I forget what show it was. Maybe it was the real OC, but it was this like chain, but it was like they served lobster or something or and like yeah. it's kind of like this place where rich people were like, "Oh, this is fast food" or like this is our version of fast food. I don't know. I don't know if that's Oh, wait, you had one of the Are you talking about CPK or There's CPK everywhere. Yeah. Like, so I went to CPK in Florida, CPK in Alabama love a cpk and so yeah i was just like in some places the places that i went to it was like oh it's california pizza kitchen she you must really like her you know? yeah well, you know they got the cloth and after, no really you know it's so funny because it's like probably the not the first, the second like significant like long-term relationship i had we went to cpk on the first date and i was like oh my god he's really like going above and beyond <laughs> he's going like, for like it. a black cloth napkins no shed oh and goodness. uh oh it was oh yeah i was i was like hella impressed when you took me there now rancho geographically what's the closest like big city is it the closest big city well we're technically san bernardino county so okay. it's probably about like a 20 minute drive to san bernardino there's also um the Claremont colleges are the opposite direction of probably about 20 minutes. Um, okay. And what else? Pomona, which is part, it's kind of basically in that same general vicinity as Claremont. Got um, it. And then, and then after that, you end up, you start, you start just getting closer to LA. Like a lot of people yeah. who work in LA live in Rancho Cucamonga, which has caused housing out there to kind of skyrocket because it's just uh. become the, one of the more convenient I say that with bunny ears because it's right. still like a two hour plus commute with traffic uh, to live in Rancho Cucamonga and working out. At one point when I was, I transferred to UCLA and I was still uh, technically working a uh, serving job out in Rancho Cucamonga on the weekends. Mm. So I would have to do that two and a half hour commute back and forth on the weekends just, oh to, wow. just to wait some tables and get some spending money so Jeez, dude well okay but so we've established that cpk was like the place to be One in of, rancho kamukamanga yeah. <laughs> so uh one segment that we love to do here on the show and by we i mean just me it's only me here uh but it's called celebs in town 
and so got to introduce that Boop. celebs in town so what were some people that were that you would see at cpk like who are like the popular people in town and i don't mean necessarily celebrities celebrities like people magazine celebrities but like the most popular people in town like the was the mayor around was there a guy that dressed like elvis was there like you know a weird busker type guy well we have a um we have one of those like feeder team like baseball teams called the quakes and there's sort of like what they call them like a farming or feeder team or whatever for like the dodgers yeah oh okay so, and they're called the quakes so- yeah, they're called the Quakes, oh, and nice. so we we and I I like I I can't remember players' names to save my life, but I sure. know that there were that like there are players on the Dodgers and probably the Angels too. I think who came oh, really? from that uh, team. So we definitely had, um, you know, we definitely had those people, uh, you know, those those sightings around town yeah you uh, on like occasion a- you know yeah, you had those athletes those like yeah. i guess minor league athletes and like you could de- probably definitely spot them out of a crowd you know because they're huge. yeah i just oh, don't ask God. me the names because i'm so baseball <laughs> stupid I, I don't know nothing about that but like i mean you could i mean you could tell <laughs> no that's so interesting in florida we have spring training so all the major leaguers for the month of like february and uh march Uh, part of March, go to Florida and inhabit these like Florida cities for spring training. And, you know, everyone's pretty close by. So we had the training facility for the Red Sox. And I remember when they were in town. Oh, yeah. Everybody would just kind of like, you would see like Big Poppy, David Ortiz at like the local grocery store and be like, oh, my God. And then like, you know, girls, you know, girls that I knew were like, you know, just trying to hang out and find like the bars that the you know the athletes were at yeah oh for sure uh which was which was kind of did you did you have any like choice encounters with any of uh the baseball team or did they like ever like kick anybody out it's like no the quakes are the quakes have this table reserved gosh no you know rancho is just so uncool we really didn't have a whole lot of that it was just very um I mean, we're, we're, we're a red city in a blue county, so we didn't really have a lot of, like, celebrity going on. I would say that, like, there was probably... Preferential like, treatment? Covering. Yeah, like, it was just kind of not, you know, uh, we really didn't have much celebrity. I mean, other than the baseball players, which, like, I think beyond the Quake Stadium, just... Like, I remember the Victoria Gardens, there was a player that some people were hovering around near the AMC. Oh, and cool. that was probably... <laughs> I don't have more exciting stories than that about that's the thing is it's just not a, it's not a place that really uh uh elicits a ton of excitement although they're you know it's it's um it's a it's a fine town <laughs> it's know? a fine place it's a fine place to be from you know yeah yeah I think you know I think there are and like forgive me because I probably could have just done like a wiki search and like figured out like oh yeah there's a celebrity that's from here but like it's not like I had any sort of personal connection or experience or encounter with with x y z person you know yeah Um, yeah and like yeah yeah. Rancho is just just one of those places then I dig it I dig it I mean that's kind of like almost every other Florida town um for me good place to be from you got, you got some crazy stories growing up we would in cape coral always our and this will get into our next segment 
we would always throw this very big Fourth of July block party. Oh, wow. <laughs> it, it's like, okay. <clears throat> for some reason, yeah. And you know what? We have a statue of the, I think, Iwo Jima flag raising. Are you, are you familiar with that? Uh, I like mean, the Marines I, can that... in, I can infer the significance of the event from from the name of it, but I, I've never heard, I've not before you just said it now. You know, I should have more information on this, but apparently it was one of the only original statues. There are two original statues, one's in Washington. And for some reason, one is in like Fort Myers, Cape Coral. So it must lend itself, you know, you would yeah. think that the town is filled with um, ex-military. Uh, so anyhow, we got real patriotic around 4th of July. And uh, the bridge that connect, one of the bridges, there's three, one of the bridges that connected Cape Coral to Fort Myers would host a huge block party every 4th of July. And there was everything. There was like local bands, cover bands. There, were, there was this big boxing ring where you could put on these like big boxing gloves and like fight your mother, you know. Okay. Uh, oh, wow. There's <laughs> a whole thing. There's, oh my gosh. And of course, fireworks. And yeah, they closed down the bridge and you could walk around. In Rancho was what was the biggest holiday that people celebrated there uh i i guess probably around christmas you know there was um i mean i think i feel like the the class divide in rancho cucamonga was like cartoonishly stark in that really there we were you know we're a town that's like right that's like adjacent to like these this beautiful mountainscape Right. Um, and then that's on the north and then down towards the south uh, is when you get to Ontario and the Ontario airport and all that fun stuff. Uh, oh. you know, uh, and in between all that, there's just sort of gradations of like wealth <laughs> as you go, go up. So like uh, going into Rancho Cucamonga, the, you know, uh, up until about Foothill Boulevard, okay. you have, that's probably where like the majority of like, working class people live then right. from foothill to baseline and i'm going from south to north here okay um, from foothill foothill to baseline, baseline. that's sort of like i would say they're they're middle class ish you this, know this starts to feel it's starting to feel like you're giving me directions like i'm in high school and gps doesn't exist like go to I mean, go foothill yeah. to baseline and then you know if you reach the cpk you went too yeah. far turn around yeah i mean but but it's you know it's it's very <laughs> it really was like kind of like that you know where like up until uh like the, it's it kind of on a grid like the episode like the majority of rancho cucamonga is this sort of you know so you have like up until foothill is kind of like we're working class give or take you know obviously there's always exceptions until baseline you have more of like a standard middle class lower middle class i would say still all one-story houses if you had a two-story house, you, you built that yourself and you were an a-hole. You were ruining the sky. <laughs> <laughs> and then from, oh, from yeah. baseline to 19th Street was um, when you started getting upper middle class realm where you had more standardized two-story cookie cutter houses. Then from 19th Street up was Bougie, Bougieville. That's, the, that's the, upper esh, the upper crust of the grid of wealth is what i'm calling right it. right as far as suburban wealth goes you know it's like okay. you know uh and uh in that 19th and up realm there's a street called thoroughbred where they get like a big tax break if they do like 
extravagant Christmas lights and decorations. I, I, I know other towns do this too, but like specifically in Rancho, it was the street called Thoroughbred. Uh-huh. And during Christmas time, like probably now you could, you could do a drive through of that street and just see like there'd be a house that's like all nightmare before christmas themed and it's like it's just this whole like it was its own attraction in the town just to like for us plebeians to drive through these rich people's this rich people's neighborhood and and look at all their lights and stuff and then um you know probably like certainly obviously long pre-covid you know times you could walk around too and then some there'd be like some bougie kids from these houses that are selling like hot chocolate like a lemonade stand you know or like yeah so wait uh, so you got a these houses would get a tax break or they would get a grant from the city if they just something up, like that i don't remember lights? the specifics yeah and all they would have to do is just they had to part as long as they participated in this this um you know essentially city city tradition of yeah of being part of this this car parade that would happen you know and then like like there was this street that ran down um rancho cucamonga that was kind of like the the artery of rancho called haven okay and if you like and haven would be backed up at a certain point just so people could turn onto thoroughbred and slowly drive down it and look at these like rich ass people's houses with their fancy lights and stuff it was, I mean, it was, it was, it was fun enough. I know I, I remember doing it like two or three times, but at the same time, it's like, as I developed class awareness, I just started yeah. to become resentful of it. So. In, in, so you mentioned, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you said it's Rancho is a red dot in a blue County. Yes. So was there, a, was there a war on Christmas there? Was it Merry Christmas or was it happy holidays? I think I had already moved out of the town after it be, after that became like a very big issue i think well like, it's always been an issue chelsea so it had, you're, you're you know. right you're right oh, I'm, you. I'm, i i just i was in my own bubble i was pri- in a privileged liberal bubble uh and no but uh, <laughs> it, 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 i would say uh i mean because i did work at starbucks for a couple years so i but i don't i wasn't there when the happy holidays switch up became an issue I do know I that it that major conversation because I think the Starbucks cups was part of what really triggered it nationally. Uh huh. Um, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, and I, I was at that point I wasn't a barista anymore, although I really, really tried to make that a career. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? I, well, I just remember like I worked there for about two to two and a half years as a barista, pretty much full, like enough to get healthcare benefits and wow. um, get me through junior college and like. I at one point was like deeply resentful that a guy who got hired after me became the ASM, the assistant store manager before me, because his cousin was the GM. Uh, and I was like, I was so, and especially cause I dated that guy too. So I felt like this was an extra burn on like, not only my capabilities, but just like on a personal level. And that's when I pivoted to restaurant work. <laughs> <laughs> But, but also, yeah, but being, oh man, that sucks. Nepotism. Ugh. I know it'd be like that. It's so, good. you know, I came to LA. I was deeply familiar with it from, from, from Starbucks. So. Yeah. You were given a full education it's on it. It sucks it's unless it's in restaurants it, too. It's in restaurants too. Even when I started working in diners and other stuff like that, the people who own those diners, they give the, they give their shitty little 16 year old kid uh, a job and your hours just cause like that kid wants to buy like, an extra 
PlayStation or some some junk, and they're, they're trying to teach them how to earn a living or whatever, like uh. before before they pay entirely for their college education. And that's the other thing with ranchos, like there's a lot of just privileged, there's a lot of like kind of wealthy right wing people I coagulated in that area, you know. And so yeah, so then they were kind of like lurking over the yeah. establishments, like oh, make sure you take care of my mm-hmm. son, daughter, whatever. there's hey politics and everything uh but as a barista you get you know there's barista art that can be fun did you ever had did you have a signature thing did you like a four-leaf clover or anything i i so so the thing is you know certainly when i was working at starbucks we i worked at a drive-through starbucks next to the ontario airport so the the the, um the key was expedience you need to be able to execute these drinks that these stodgy old investor BS people that wanted like a half Splenda packet and like 1% milk, which we didn't have. So we would have to do half non-fat and half 2% to make 1% milk because they could taste the fat content. You uh. know, like, so we would have to do that kind of stuff. And then latte art obviously was not that, was not appreciated because like we never no. made, we, we, one in in 10,000 drinks was in a mug we had mugs for aesthetic purposes but people wanted cups with lids so I knew how to make a heart and okay this this, um coffee shop in in Rancho that um was a hipster haven I hung out there all the time and I really wanted to work there called the coffee clutch and I remember going through this was another this was another bullshit place that had like four rounds of interviews and I got the coffee clutch Coffee, coffee Clatch, which now okay. they've expanded, so you probably could find their coffee peripheral to Rancho Cucamonga. Um, oh. I just remember, like, the girl who, the woman, I say girl, so condescending, her name was Heather, she was a grown woman, and she was rude. She traveled nationally, and, like, she was long, rude like, enough to qualify as a woman. Yeah, 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 exactly, it's all, <laughs> it's all a rudeness level, so I've been a woman since I was 12, like, uh, I, she, she like won some barista competition or something about like with coffee brewing barista ing or whatever possibly wow. latte art i don't remember and she had this coffee shop that expanded to multiple locations and i remember i couldn't get a job there because i worked at starbucks out of principle really? she would not she would rather hire someone with no experience than a starbucks barista who had worked a corporate job even though like i was at starbucks when i was like in the application process for coffee clutch like literally i was working on my hearts i did yeah. i did i was working on leaves and hearts which are the two easiest ones you can do nice and i was getting to a point where i was actually pretty good at doing that in a starbucks cup with the the automated espresso machines that are like pretty unforgiving about um you know the espresso and milk froth content like it's very hard to manipulate oh that gosh. stuff actually from a starbucks machine so i'm kind of tooting my own horn a little bit like no, I mean I want to see the I want to see the Chelsea Pope Instagram where it's just latte art like that's oh, it would just be a bunch of well now it'd just be a bunch of dilapidated hearts <laughs> and it'd be a, a bunch of ovals with like a like a little like like I would just do a little at the end to make a leaf stem. That's what makes it unique. That's what makes your style. Right, my right. my only experience working at Starbucks was uh, a friend of mine. One of his first jobs was working at Starbucks here in L.A. And we took his hat and we took his apron and me and three of my friends went around to different Starbucks around LA and we would walk behind the counter and we would make a big scene about quitting. 
Oh my god, that's awesome! <laughs> it was so it was so oh, much I fun. I love that because they were like they were like, "Who are you?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm from the, I'm from the Santa Monica and Vine store." Uh, they told they said you guys were short today, so they sent me over. I'm a little early. Oh my god, that's and they so wouldn't even funny. they wouldn't even question it. That's it's, so it's, fucking because like, there was no need to because you could just like exactly. Yeah. You know, you log into the computer or whatever and do your, as though you were Active. working yeah, there. Man, that's how you get in anywhere. Uh, but that, that, yeah, you all had your code. Everybody had their code mm -hmm. that you could log in to any POS system from, because like I, you know, I worked holidays at other branches because mine would be closed on Christmas, but like I needed that time and a half, you know, so I would go to like. I would go to like Upland and work one of their branches just to, you know, and just then you log in. It's just like any other place. That's so funny. Oh, well, I what love I, that you guys did that. <laughs> what That's I remember cool. about Starbucks and just most coffee places is there would be a bulletin board where you could post, you know, hey, my band's doing the show. Uh, hey, there's this community event. Uh, in this next segment, it's a brand new segment. It's called Bands. I got the guitar here. Yeah, exactly. Um, can you name, name as many? local Rancho Cucamonga bands as you can in 20 seconds. Are you ready? Uh, it's, I, I don't need 20 seconds. I need like one second because I only remember one. Well, <laughs> name as many as you can okay, and, okay. And, make, and make up the rest because, uh, you know, nobody would be able to tell the difference. Okay, cool. Fine. And at the end, I'll guess, I'll guess, since you only claimed to know one, I'll guess which one's the real one. All right, you ready? Okay. All right, and go. Uh, so there were the, uh, <clears throat> there were the Bloody Hollies which were, uh, they were essentially a, a, a rockabilly band and like a, one, at least one or more than one of the members in that band were also in the drum line in my high school marching band. That's another band, my high school marching band. Believable. Band. <laughs> and, all right, two, two yeah, bands. There we go. Third one, the orchestra band that I was in in Claremont, the Claremont Youth uh, Band. Orchestra. Time's up. Orchestra because there's strings. So. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So there now the go. record the record on the show is three bands. Name three <laughs> bands in 20 seconds. Great. I love it. You you set you set the mark. Um the Bloody Hollies, what a great name. I know, right? They um, they were they like acted like they were hot shit too. It was I just bet. one of those like hipsters. They, we had a battle of the bands in my high school, and like this says a lot that like I don't remember any of the other bands because they were it was nothing but right. like everybody everybody blood the bloody hollies were like the cool one you know because it's like and then they had that drip like um like the misfits they had that drip font on their album or whatever. Oh, yeah. and it was all just stuff that sounded like bastardized like um i think i'm thinking of the wrong band dropkick murphy's i think oh wow yeah they're like irish like yeah it was like the pipes they have bagpipes yeah, yeah, yeah. That or like I'm I'm thinking specifically of that song from The Departed. Yeah, like shipping off of to Boston. Was, yeah, exactly. It had a lot of shit that was like kind of a ripoff <laughs> of between that and like kind of ska. Like it was a weird sort of cross section that was like Whoa. You know, that sounds they funky, all, dude. They all wore the same high top converse and their hair was like eraser head tall and shit. <laughs> I, I love I love just inventive like high school era band names. Like the bands in my hometown were um drawing maps startled by monsters <laughs> i forget the rest of them but the band that i was in was called born with steel teeth which was pretty sick nice oh uh, nice yeah it was pretty wicked uh anyhow <laughs> 
Chelsea Pope, thank you so much for joining me today. Our final segment, um, it's called Last Thing, Good Thing. That's a stinger, yeah. Uh, so last thing, good thing. If somebody, anybody were to find themselves in Rancho Cucamonga, what's one thing you would suggest they do? And what's one thing, or what's one thing you suggest that they definitely know uh, to, you know, acclimate themselves to the area or just be aware of and if it's not necessarily a good thing what's one good thing you would uh, tell them about okay so i have one that just immediately came to mind but what's kind of sad is it's not actually a rancho thing it's an upland thing i think that you should go just outside of rancho cucamonga just drive a little bit west on foothill boulevard and eat at vince's spaghetti vince's spaghetti yeah oh my god that sounds great it's so yummy it's affordable well last time I went it was like hella affordable you could get like a whole dinner with like a salad a minestrone soup uh spaghetti with meatballs and you can choose whether you wanted a marinara or a meat sauce and uh, and then you get a little spumoni ice cream at the end oh spumoni ice cream I know oh it was so great and then if you ordered it to go it would come in those little like um Chinese food boxes yeah oh really by the time you came home but it was still delicious it was so good it's called Vince's spaghetti Vince's spaghetti. I'm oh, a big fan of that. What was what was your thing to get there? What's the what's I mean, the... I would just I would just get that that like built-in dinner pretty much. And then I think, you know, once I uh, the last time I went, I think I was still underage, but it was like oh no no no, I think I just turned 21. So I got I remember having a Pinot Noir with it and oh, it like, oh I felt like so friggin' fancy or whatever, you know. Uh, fancy smancy. It was it was a cute it's a cute sod. It's worth it's worth the the slight weight that you have to <laughs> endure to be there. It was yummy. It was affordable. It was fun. It was great to go with friends. You know, postgraduate like or you know graduation ceremony spot. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, there there you have it. The very fancy, the very talented Rancho Cucamonga's own Chelsea Pope. Chelsea, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank and you. Uh, Floridians, thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon.